Not much, man. So tonight is all things Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. How's it going with you? Not much. Uh, yes, tonight we're going to talk to an L.A. Angels um, beat, beat reporter. So we're going to talk all things Angels. We're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about Mike Trout and Shohei Akani and the newest Angel, um, Anthony Rendon. That's right, and their highly touted prospect, Joe Adele, who is very, very good outfielder, and I am highly excited about that. Um, so yesterday, the first seed it ended up pretty much how we expected. Brady was seventy percent win. Michael Jordan, a hundred percent. I I think that's actually pretty perfect. Um, Bill Russell with 78, and Wayne Gretzky, 91%, so not 100, but 91 is pretty, pretty damn good, if you ask me, and then our 2 for 15 was the 98 Yankees against the 2001 Patriots. Jack Nicholas against David yeah. Beckham, the 72 Dolphins against the 69 Jets, and LeBron James against the 2,000 Lakers. And, and there yeah. should be about it under an hour left. Uh, happy birthday to Lucas Giolito and Jack, Jack Flaherty's son Logan graduated from college today, so that's good. There's 56 minutes left on the poll. The 2,000 Lakers, let's go. 83-17. to 17. Right now, the 72 Dolphins and the 69 Jets are tied. Are tied. Unfortunately, and I'm not surprised by this, the 98 Yankees are beating the 2014 Patriots. 82-18. And Jack Nicholas. Is beating David Beckham seventy-one to twenty-nine. So, if it's by how Twitter poll works, I think the seventy-two Dolphins win. Twi- Twitter polls are very weird when they're fifty-fifty. Uh, yeah, because I had an NFL poll about fans and no fans, and it was dead even at. Yes and no. I saw you put a poll involving Mike Trout. How are those results working out? I well, last time I checked, Mike Trout was leading with with sixty percent, and so far, Mike Trout is at sixty percent, followed by the Greek speak Giannis and Takubo because I can't spell that whole name out long on on the thing, so I just put Greek freak. If you know who Greek freak is, you know who it is. If it's not, then I don't know what to tell you. Connor McDavid has 12, and Mahomes got 22. I'm kind of not surprised. I'm kind of not surprised. Um, Trout's getting a lot of votes. He did a lot of people love baseball. A lot of people love their baseball, so I'm not not surprised. I mean, I'm actually surprised that like Mahomes only got 22 percent. I thought he'd get a little bit more, but yeah, I'm not um, surprised. The Yankees. Going exactly how I explained it. Continue. The Yankees and their inter squ
experimented and simmed extra innings. So at one point, because I was out, so I came in, I, I guess when they first started it, Ty, Ty, the guy couldn't bunt, and then Ty, Tyler Wade stole third. So I think it's very important for Tyler Wade to meet this club. That's exactly what the Red Sox had Dave Roberts for. So Tyler Wade should be our Dave Roberts. Just that guy to go in in those situations and run. That That's essentially what Billy Hamilton does. Imagine how much of a better player Billy Hamilton would be if he could really, really hit. But, yeah. So, that's what that is. Um, Elena Deladon. She has some type of Lyme disease. And it's basically saying if she cannot play and get paid. So, she either has to choose to play or sit out and not get paid. So, it looks like they want to choose what's a serious illness. Or whatnot. Maybe she cannot get sick. But maybe she gets sick. Imagine choosing your health over money. And Elena Deldon is a star. It's it it's not no Joe Schmo. You know, so it it amazes me sometimes how how stuff like this just, just happens. I agree. Um, I think um, it's kind of crazy. Um, your MVP has like a condition, and now she got denied it. So it, it, it's crazy. Um, quickly, um, good job by WNBA to open up the Seattle Storm against the New York Liberty. So nice. Stewart against the new face of the WNBA and the and the trainee to the. Great Kobe Bryant, Sabrina Nuesco. I'm telling you right now, if, if people don't know who Brianna Stewart was, she she basically was the Jordan of UConn basketball. Oh yeah, she was. When, when she was with UConn, that UConn team never lost. Never lost four championships. Brianna Stewart is us. She's at the hype level. That Sabrina Unesco is now. That's how much hype she had going into the league. Um, Unesco is more thicker than Stewart, so I think that will help her. And I do think Unesco is coming in with a better shot. Um, and we and this is a topic I'm really excited about. So this topic will be continued as soon as we 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 get off the phone with Jeff. So guys. You are about to hear from Jeff Fletcher. He's Angels Beat reporter. Very smart man. If you don't follow his tweets, his Twitter is Jeff Fletcher OCR. J E F F F L E T C H E R. Capital O, capital C, capital R. He has over 20. Jeff Fletcher. Jeff. Fletcher, gotcha. So, 26.2K followers, and he's only following 1,007, and we are one of them. So, thank you. Yeah. Woo! Woo! 
So, Jeff, how's it been going out there at Angel's Camp? Uh, too exciting so far. They're just uh, practicing and playing uh, some inter-squad games, and that's about it. But uh, it is baseball, so it's uh, in quarantine. Jeff, this is James, the other half of the sports dude. How's it going, man? It's going pretty good. Happy to be working again. I'm glad too. Now let's talk about let's talk about before we get into the angel stuff. And I know I have to ask this question. I actually because we asked all our guests. So obviously, before we get into the baseball stuff, there's a serious stuff. Um, the first serious stuff is what's going on with the world. Obviously, things are different right now. There's still protesting going on. Um, the Black Lives Matter movement going on. You're seeing athletes taking um socials social stance, whether it be with names on the back of their jerseys or whatnot that's going on in different sports. Um, why one question is, what do you think about athletes today doing this? And more importantly, how are Angels players taking the stance of social justice? Uh, you know, so far we haven't really heard anything from the Angels about anything they are going to do. I know that they, there are a few guys who've said some things on social media, so I know there are guys who are active in that area, but we really can't talk to the players very much because of the, you know, the restrictions. We basically talk to one guy a day. And uh, so far, the, the guys we've talked to, a few of them have, have talked about how they want to you know, try to show their support for, for you know, everybody and the Black Lives Matter movement and all that. But uh, we don't really know about like, any specific thing that they're going to do you know, on the field or anything like that. So uh, I'm sure there will be something, but we're just kind of waiting to see what it is. That's cool. And the other thing um, that I got to get into is what's going on with, um, with the COVID-19. Obviously, COVID-19 has rampant all sports, particularly baseball. Um, Mike Trout says he's unsure because, about, because of the birth of his child. Um, has any other Angels players have had their concerns about if they want to go through the season amidst this COVID-19 pandemic? Nobody has really said anything about... Uh thinking about opting out. Uh, I'm sure they all, you know, have some own ideas about it, but, but nobody said anything to us about it, and so far nobody has. They still have five players who have not yet reported to camp, and uh, presumably it's, it's related to that, but, uh, but we don't know anything officially. So, the Angels have a couple of very important players. Um... Do you think that's enough that where they can maybe get one of the wild card spots? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think in a 60-game season, anything can happen. You know, lots of really good teams are not as good for 60 games, and the teams that aren't very good play pretty well for 60 games. So I think a lot of the projections that you might have, you kind of have to take them with a grain of salt. And, uh, you know, I don't think anybody's going to pick the Angels to win the division, but... Certainly over 60 games, they could definitely play well enough to get a wild card. Do you, uh, do you, uh, Angel Ham have obviously, um, have a, uh, have interesting players. And one of the players they got is Anthony Rendon. How do you think Anthony Rendon is going to do in his first season 
out in the Angels. I know the Angels, technically, they're, they're in the L.A. market. I know they're not as big as the Dodgers, but it's still the L.A. market. I think Rendon will transition going from from Washington to L.A. Uh, as far as, you know, his life off the field, you mean? Um, off the field, on the field, every in jet, everything. Well, on the field, I'm... You know, he's just going to be Anthony Rendon. He's, he's, he's a really good baseball player offensively and defensively, and I expect nothing different. I expect him to perform the same as he has for the Nationals. And, and I think that he, uh, he mentioned himself that he had some concerns about the quote-unquote Hollywood lifestyle that he wasn't really interested in coming to L.A. But the, uh, the Angels talked him out of that. They convinced him that if you stay in Orange County, there's no Hollywood lifestyle anywhere there. You can basically live whatever kind of lifestyle you want. So I think that he's, he and his family are kind of kind of keep it uh, low key and uh, stay away from all the, the bright lights and, and that kind of stuff. Um, the Angels have a very rare skilled player, and that's Shohei Otani. You know, he wants to hit and he wants to pitch. Let's say it's through the first thirty games, and he's awesome at the plate. He's batting two sixty plus. He has eight home runs. He has 25 RBIs. And let's say he's 3-0 and under 2.50 ERA, 25 strikeouts. Do you get to a point to where you keep letting him do both? Or do you have to say, okay, you're good at both, but let's just pick one and stick to that? Uh, I think he's going to do both. He's going to do both indefinitely. I mean, I... For sure that he's going to be doing both five years from now, but I'm pretty sure that barring injury, he's going to be doing it for all of this year and probably all of next year. The Angels like having him do both. They think he's good at both. He likes doing both. So until there's some reason not to uh, have him do both, they're, they're going to have him continue to do that. How has Shohei Otani been able to adjust? to L.A. Um, he's coming off a major injury. Um, how has he looked so far? Uh, well, he, he's pitched in two intra-squad games. It's hard to really judge a whole lot from those. He was a lot better in the second one than the first one. Uh, hitting, he hasn't had a whole lot of at-bats yet. I mean, you really can't judge spring training or summer camp or whatever they're going to call it. You can't really make any judgments on him. All I know is that when I saw him in the regular season, when he was doing both, he was really good at both back in 2018. And so I'm going to assume that that's what he's going to be again. From from what they've shown on Major League Baseball Network, I saw him hit a home run, and it, it kind of showed like Trout was trying to go at it. And it seemed like he was pretty close to robbing that ball. And I think he's just so impressive. To when he first came on the scene, and, and he even hit a home run against the Yankees. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just impressive to see a guy like that. You know, people made a big deal a couple years ago with Pat Vendetti pitching right and left. But this is more impressive. Um, a, a guy like Trout, he is so good. At any point, do you, do you think the Angels just are, are thinking Trout is so good? Let's just get him to the playoffs. I think the Angels want to get themselves to the playoffs, first of all. I mean, I don't think they're trying to do Mike Chad a favor or anything like that. Uh, I think that they, like every other baseball team, are trying to make the playoffs for themselves. And I think Mike Trout wants to make the playoffs for the Angels, not for 
um, Angels prospect Joe Adele. Um, he's like he's your best prospect in the organization. Um, any chance he um, he starts this year? I don't think he's going to be up right when the season starts uh, next week, but uh, I think he's got a, a pretty good chance of being up uh, at some point during the season. You know, somewhere in August or certainly September. He, uh, he's shown a lot of. of uh, moments so far in summer camp and he definitely looks like he's got a ton of talent. I think he's still got to iron out a few things. And uh, they do have some other guys to play. They don't have like a huge glaring need at the position right now. Uh, like Brian Goodwin is probably going to play some right field. They have David Fletcher who plays all over the place. He's also going to play some right field. If somebody gets hurt, uh, that might create a sooner need for him. But uh, I think he'll definitely be up at some point but probably not opening day. A couple of days ago was the year anniversary of Tyler Skaggs. How hard was it that day to be at the ballpark when they had the no-hitter and the wonderful ceremony with his mom thrown at the first pitch? Well, that, uh, that was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen on a baseball field. Uh, to just have a team have a performance like that and so emotional and then everybody come out on the field and put his jersey on the mound which is just sort of a, a spontaneous thing nobody certainly planned that uh, it was just a really amazing moment to see to, to see them do that um the the angels are not are their their fans have been well they're they're not as passionate as the dodgers fans um how did the Angels try to market themselves? Because they'll, it's like the Angels won a World Series more recently than the Dodgers, but everyone's still talking about the Dodgers. How can the Angels be up in par with the Dodgers? Well, I think there's just more Dodgers fans than Angels fans. I don't know that they're any more passionate. I think the Angels fans love the Angels as much as Dodgers fans love the Dodgers. They're just more Dodger fans because they're all over the country. The Angel fans are pretty much mostly just here in Southern California. But uh, and I think the Angels are just trying, they try to sell themselves as entertainment, just like everybody else. And, uh, you know, it's hard to compete with the Dodgers. They're one of the, you know, preeminent franchises in all of sports. You know, they've been around for more than 100 years and they've won a bunch of World Series, uh, even though not lately. But uh, they're kind of an iconic franchise, and I don't think the Angels are ever going to catch up to them. But they, they still draw 3 million fans every year, and they have a pretty good following. So next year, Albert Pujols, I think for sure, should get 700 home runs. He's obviously going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. At this point, is he basically just a, just a DH, or are they going to try to have him play some first? Uh, he's going to play mostly first because Shelly Otani is their DH a lot of time. And he doesn't have a position to play when he's not pitching. So Pujols is going to he played first base last year. I think 100 plus games he played first base. And uh, he actually didn't get hurt the whole year. He didn't have a great season, but by his standards or, or by standards of a 39-year-old, which he was, he did okay. And I think they're just hoping that he can, you know, perform at a similar level this year and then he can go out and play first base maybe 40 out of the 60 games and uh, just stay healthy and, and 
you know, get in the, in the number six spot or maybe number seven spot and uh, drive in some runs. Now, the Angels are in a very interesting division. Um, I don't think Houston is going to fall off. I think Houston are still are still the team to beat in the in the NL West, and the and the A's are coming. How how can the Angels compete when you have those two juggernauts above them? Well, they're definitely uh, not better than either one of those teams on paper, for sure. But. Uh, it's only 60 games, and a lot of things can happen in 60 games. And, you know, if you have one key injury on, you know, the Astros, that could, that could hurt them. And also there's, there's the wild card. You know, the Angels could certainly make the wild card even if they don't pass, you know, those teams. So I think it's just a, in a short season, anything can happen. And then they also have Julio Tehran and Dylan Bundy. You know, at, at one point, Tehran was really good. And Dylan Bundy came up as a high prospect. Um, how how do you think the Angels can go to try to get them to be good number two to number three starters? Uh, well, Dylan Bundy, they they really like the fact that they, they feel like there's some more upside to him. I think a lot of people feel like he's been around forever, but I think he's still only twenty seven years old. And Julio Tehran is a guy who's been pretty consistent for most of his career, and he's only 29. So they still feel like those guys can, can be productive. Uh, Tehran is a little bit of a question mark because he still hasn't shown up in camp yet, so I don't think he's going to be starting the season in the rotation. But uh, I think mostly they just want those guys to, to take the ball every fifth day and get them to hand the ball to the bullpen while they're still in the game. Because I think they feel like they're just going to score a lot of runs, and that's going to be the way they, they win for the most part. Um, I I think the Angels are probably a couple of years away. I know that um, they they still have other um contracts that are tied up. But um, can the like can the Angels kind of like prove that they can contend because Mike Trout signed that long contract and. Me, personally, I wondered why he signed that contract. Not to disrespect the Angels, but it's more like the Angels haven't, haven't been far in the postseason since 2009. They haven't won the World Series since 2002. Now, what can they, the Angels got to make some moves in free agency. Can, can the Angels be players for making moves in free agency so they'll just continue building through the draft? Well, they've been trying, but uh, they've, they've lost out on a lot of guys. They, they came in second on Garrett Cole last year. They offered him $285 million, which would have been the highest contract ever for a pitcher. But then the Yankees offered $324 million, so they didn't get it. Uh, you know, from Patrick Corbin, I think they were the runners-up to get him the year before. Uh, they tried to get Zach Wheeler this year also. So they've certainly made an effort, but uh, it's it's hard. You need to get people to uh, to agree. You need a two two sided deal, and uh, I think they they haven't gotten the guys that they really wanted to get to really improve their pitching. So they're hoping that they can, uh, you know, guys like Griffin Canning, who's a, a young pitching prospect who broke through last year. They hope that he can take a step forward, and obviously Shohei Otani, if he could pitch for all season, could be very good. Uh, they have some other guys like Patrick Sandoval they think could be pretty good. And, uh, you know, they're, they're going to just try to wait for their farm system on the pitching and 
like I said before, they're still going to score a lot of runs, you know, this year. And the Angels also have a very terrific shortstop, Andleton Simmons. You know, um, what what's expected with him for the bat level? Because everyone knows that he can get do it defensively. Yeah, he's definitely a phenomenal defensive player. He uh, really had shown some improvement offensively too uh, in through twenty eighteen, and then last year he had a little bit of a decline and. Uh, had some injuries he dealt with last year, so he was really looking forward to having a full, healthy season this year to, you know, kind of pick up that offensive momentum again that he had from 2018. Obviously, two-thirds of the year is going to be gone anyway, so he's only going to have two months to, to show what he can do, but uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with him because he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Uh, no, one of your, one, uh, one of your prospects that I really do like that does have potential is Jose Soriano. Where do you see um, where do you see Soriano fitting into like the Angels' plans in the future? Uh, well, I believe he just had Tommy John surgery, so he's going to be out for a little while. But uh, but he's definitely a pretty good pretty good pitching prospect that they have uh, in the uh, in the pipeline for uh, quite a ways away though. Now, obviously the Angels, after over a decade, you know, parted ways with Mike Sosha, now have John, Joe Madden, you know, really good manager as well. If they start out, let's say, 5-13, and 13, from what you've seen so far, what do you think Madden can do for that clubhouse to try to turn things around? impact, especially in a 60-game season. I think you just have to hope that your players are at their best for that small sample size of games that you're going to play. Uh, the players all certainly seem to like Madden, and he, they seem to have a good attitude right now, but they haven't played a game yet, so it's, it's really hard to say. Uh, I think that the biggest stuff with Madden was he would get the fans excited, and that they thought that maybe it would help him track some free agents. It didn't really work on the, that part of it, but the, the fans certainly were excited about it, and uh, I think the players like him too. Um, Joe Madden brings a big pedigree and the manager that broke the cut job out. Um, you mentioned uh, you meant the point that is a lot of, the game is more analytically driven like the game doesn't really have like a heartbeat anymore it's all numbers and computer based um do you think joe madden can fit in that style because i feel like he's an old school manager that that like that goes with feel now uh, you know, I think Joe Madden likes to uh, go the opposite of whichever way everybody else is going because I think 20 years ago he was one of the first guys implementing a lot of the computer stuff that you see now. And uh, I think now he probably feels like in some cases it had gone too far and he wants to kind of bring it back because he really likes to have a balance of both. So I think that if the game is too far in either direction, he's going to be kind of pulling it toward the middle. Because I think he really believes there's just there's just a need for both sides of it, which is using the technology and also using you know baseball sense and, and that kind of thing. Um, the Angels have a very good owner in Artie Moreno. Was it either Rendon or Cole, or 
could they have got gotten both if 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 Cole would have accepted? Uh, I think they would have loved to have both, but I just don't know if they could have afforded that. I think that uh, Cole was playing A and Rendon was playing B, and they did switch pretty quickly. They they signed Rendon the day after Cole signed with the Yankees, so they they flipped the switch pretty quickly once they realized they weren't getting Cole. Last quick question before I go into rapid fire. I want to go back. How confident were the Angels when they made that offer that they thought that we're going to get Cole from the Yankees and ultimately he went to the Yankees? Did, the, did, did, he, did, he let, did, he, did his agent let the Angels know he was signed with the Yankees? Or how did the Angels find out that Cole was not coming to L.A.? Uh, I think they probably, just in the very last four, 24 hours, they probably had an idea that the Yankees were going to make any offer it took to get Cole, and so I think they probably started sort of the process working on Rendon before it was official that Cole had gone, and then as soon as they found out for sure that Cole had gone to the Yankees, they were just full speed ahead on Rendon, and, uh, and they did that pretty quickly. Alrighty, so we're going to end this with rapid fire. I'm going to ask you some angel-related questions, and you're going to give me the answer off the top of your head, Jeff. Okay. Biggest X-Factor for the Angel this season? Shohei Otani. Uh, is Mike Trout going to opt in or opt out, in your opinion? Opt in. Is, um... Do the, angels, do the Angels make a wild card one this year? Make a wild card run or win the wild card? Yeah, sorry. Will they make the wild card? That's a better question. Will they make the wild card? Uh, no. Um, does, how long do you think Joe Madden will, will last with the Angels? Three years. Oh, respect. Um, so he has a is, <laughs> oh man! <laughs> well, I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. That, 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 that that's good. Um, hold off. Will Will the Angels be big spenders this off season or next off season? I don't really think there's the people out there that they would like to spend on this off season. So I don't. I don't think so. Um. Well. Well. Uh. Who? Um. Who has has Albert Bum has Mike Trout? Ben is a top five greatest angel of all time, in your opinion, yes or no? Yes. Um, two more. Um, is Albert Pujols going to be recognized as also a top five angel of all time? No. Oh. Ooh. Okay. He's a Cardinal. His angel's career as a, as a major league baseball player, obviously, he is, but just the angel's part of his career has not been up to that That's right. Um, last big one, um, does show, is, will Shohei Otani, um, when will he see Shohei Otani think he can do this pure batter thing for much long? When do you think, pick a position and stick with it? I don't know. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Oh, all right. Well, Jeff, thank you for coming on for Rapid Fire, man. And I and thank you again for coming on, talking all things Angels. And hopefully the Angels have a good season so you can have a great more stories to write. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care, Jeff. No problem. See you.
guys. That was Jeff Fletcher again. Give him a follow on Twitter. And the Angels really, really are an interesting team. You know, um, are are they the favorite in the West? No. Would you know? Could 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 they get a wild card spot? Sure. But I truly, truly believe. And if people, even if you're a diehard Angel fan. I don't think you can really tell me that four, that three really good players and a first ball Hall of Famer is enough. I don't think so. Now, if they would have also gotten Cole, right? If if Moreno talks to both Cole and Rendon, be like, listen, Cole, I can't give you your max. Anthony, I can't give you your max also. You know, but if they if they were to able to get both, that is impressive. So if you would have had Garrett Cole and Otani as your one and two, that's oh better. Gosh. That's better than Cole and Paxton, Cole and Severino, Kershaw and Bueller. That that is better than anything. That's you know what that's. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. No way. No way. Cole, Cole and Otani is better than Syndergaard and Negrom. Yeah, yeah, yes, it is. Absolutely not. Noah Syndergaard. The the what people forget about Noah Syndergaard, he has really good stuff, but he's never put it all together. Okay, and. You don't throw, you don't throw a 96 mile power slider and 95 mile power other plus pitches and expect to be healthy. It's not happening. He, he hasn't been healthy. And will DeGrom stay on this arc? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure about that. Now, also, is it fair to say that Otani is still new to a lot of batters? Yes. But... When you see Otani pitch, man, there's, I'm, I'm telling you, Cole and Otani. If, if you want to run it up the pole, Cole, if Angels got Cole, who's better? Cole and Otani or the Garments in the Garden? If you want to run it up the pole, go ahead. Go ahead if you want. But just pure stuff-wise. And then, now, I still don't think, even with that, I still don't think they would overtake the Astros. I, I truly, truly don't. Because there's going to come a point to where to where it's a game seven or much needed game six. What are you doing? Otani on the mound or Otani at the plate? Okay? And then, let's just say the Angels win, win that six. Let's say Otani pitches. And let's say he goes eight innings, zero runs, eleven strikeouts. Do you mean to tell me he's gonna be able to bet the next day? Hell no. So that's why I firmly believe he cannot go his whole career doing both. He can't go the next three, four years without doing both. Hell, he he shouldn't even go this year with doing both. Because there's gonna come a point. That's why I gave that scenario. Of if he's hitting well and pitching well. Because there's going to come a point where it's not the Olsen Twins. 
you can't play both at the same time, okay? So, I, I, I agree with Jeff. When he bats, he should be DH. That's smart. But, I'm telling you, man, there's going to come a time where he's going to have to pick. And that's what they were even talking about before he had his Tommy John. I'm pretty sure, and, and, and maybe this is something we should have asked, but I'm pretty sure the Angels prefer him to do one or the other. I don't think they want him to do both. They'll say that because they want him to be happy, and they want him to stay here after next year. Um, but it's just not, it's not realistic. You, you just can't. And, and I also don't even think it's possible to have success at both. Because if he starts... But what I was saying, right, you have a full week of baseball, okay? So, for him to do both in one week, realistically, he would pitch. Day off, throw day. Day off, pitch. That's any normal starter. So now what you're doing, pitch, you have to have a day off after he throws. Then he can hit. Then, let's just say the day he hits, he goes three for four. If he's going to hit two games in a row, where's his throw day happening? Where is it happening? Because if he was to have a throw day and let's say hit on the same day, he's going to be throwing at least 15 to 25 pitches on his throw day. And that's probably going to tire him out. So if he hits that day, he's probably going to suck. And then he would have to have a day off again and start. He's going to be gassed. Now, if you want him to do bullpen and hit, you can do that. Because in a bullpen, the, the max you'd want him to go is three innings. But for hitting and starting pitcher, I'm telling you, the timeline does not work. He'll never be able to bat more than twice a week if he's going to start. Technically, really only once a week. If he wants to do both, he can start once a week and hit once a week. But he can't do more than that, realistically. Otherwise, his body is going to get screwed up. What's your thoughts? Um, he's gonna have to pick one. Um, that's why I'm. That's why I said he has to pick one. Pick a position whether you want to be a hitter or you want to be a pitcher, and then stick to it. Like he is a pretty good pitcher, and he's also not a bad hitter. But he has to pick which position to maximize the rest of his career. And if I'm in, honestly, I'd be a hitter more so than I would be a pitcher. But that's just my opinion. Well, yeah, I mean because. And in a full one one sixty two, you know, if he if he's if he's fully healthy, you know, he could get five hundred plus at bats, and then he he could probably get around twenty home runs and maybe RBIs. Um, so yeah, I I think and he seems very athletic. You know, I'm not sure if he's a rocket for speed, but you know, so I think longevity. Is better for him to just be a full time DH or learn, learn a for an absolute position, because I 
I don't think he'd be a good infielder. I, I truly don't. I don't think he'd be a good first baseman. His height-wise for first baseman, sure. But I, I just don't think he'd be able to do it. So outfield is probably the easiest thing to teach someone. You know, um, but... Yeah, so so that's a problem. The Angels and, and then the Angels are gonna win too. If he does good, will he opt out? Because if he opts out, he could be aligned for a whole lot of money. So this year is very very important for him. And, oh yeah, this is, this is huge. I I didn't re Google the year, but the Angels really last playoff year was twenty twelve or twenty thirteen, not two thousand and nine. I thought it was 2009 when they no. lost to the Yankees. Honestly, no. they, they made it. Trout Trout does have a playoff appearance. They okay. they either got swept by the Royals or they only won one game against the Royals. But Trout was Wait. Trout Trout and Pujols were horrible in that series. I I I I think both of them were like one for twelve or one for thirteen. They were horrible. So that was their full last appearance. Their last appearance in the LCS with the what was in 09. And then they won the World Series obviously in 02. They played the Yankees in the playoffs again in 05 when they had Randy Johnson. And then that was it. Because the Yankees sucked in 08. So before 09, the Yankees never wanted nothing to do with the Angels. They, they couldn't do it. And that 0-2 Angels team, which is what brings me back to the 2011 Mad and, and the 2004 Pistons. Collectively, not the best team, but they made it work. Troy Gloss, David Eckstein, under five foot seven shortstop, okay? Scott Spezio, my man Jared Washburn as a starter, Troy Percival, a very a, a very underrated closer, and and Garrett Anderson, a pure lefty outfield bat. That was that was a very good team, especially Troy Gloss. Troy Gloss at that time when he played, fantastic power hitting third baseman. Plus, next next to Jim Edmonds, Tim Salmon, who is probably top five center fielders I've ever seen. If, if I had to put every center fielder I've ever seen, Tim Salmon, if if, if, if if he's not a top five, he is top ten. He is that good. When you have time, l- look at highlight reels of Troy Gloss and Tim Salmon. You'll be like, yo, these mofos could play baseball. It was, it was, it was such a fantastic, and, and seeing that World Series too, Barry Bonds, I think, hit, hit a home run in every World Series game. And it was pretty funny yeah. too because that game, uh, I, it was either Benito Santiago, the catcher of the Giants. Oh no! Oh no! 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 JT Snow, JT Snow is rounding home third base, and my man Darren Baker, Dusty Baker's son, who is the bat boy, he goes to get the bat, and JT Snow has to pick him up so he don't plow him over. That was so funny, and then seeing the rally monkey on the jumbotron. Like, 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 that's where the first time Rally Monkey was really, it was so creative. They had the monkey dolls. It was, that to me, now, now, of course, throughout that time, we saw the, the Cubs, 
Cubs World Series, Cubs Indians. We saw the Cardinals Rangers. But before that, that 0-2 World Series was very, very interesting. That was a fantastic World Series. Um, you know, it went and went. Barry Bonds made that team go. You know, they had Russell Ortiz. You know, they had uh, they had a guy named Woody. Who and then they always showed Woody from Toy Story. Uh, it was it was just such a fun series. So that's that's the kind of series I wish MLB Network would show again. Not 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 games from now. Like the past three weeks, man. 2013 All-Star Game, 2014 All-Star Game. And that was nice to see once. But show me that. Show me the World Se- the 2002 World Series again. Show me show show me the show me the 2001 World Series in Yankee Stadium. All those games in Yankee Stadium. Even even game 7 with the Yankees lost. That game was fantastic. You had Kurt Schilling on the bump. You have Soriano hitting that home run thinking it's over. Then you have Randy Johnson coming out the mound. That's why. That's why I love the Royals Giants. When Bumgarner did 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 that Randy Johnson appearance, that was fantastic. You knew, okay, that it was, was over. You knew. Oh yeah, that was the kind of stuff Bumgarner had. I, I think his ERA was in the point sixty in that World Series. It was fantastic. I I think honestly, like my like the top five World Series that I've seen. Before we hit the 2010, our Subway Series was dope. The 2001 World Series was cool. And the 2002 World Series was cool. I mean, 03 was eh. 04 was a sweep. 05, like, like was a sweep. 06 was kind of boring. Like, from, like, 03 to, like, say, 08, the World Series was kind of dull, to be honest with you. It really was. Like, 02 was probably the best childhood World Series I've seen because that was a back-and-forth series. And I thought Barry Bonds was going to literally will that team to victory because of how good he was that season. That was crazy. That was awesome. Yeah, that's, um, that's when I fell in love with baseball. Old, old-school baseball. Marquee players, you know. It's, it's, it's just kind of like now, too, you know, Every, 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 every team has good players. Every, every team has bad. But back then, more brawls, more problems, you know. But, but also fr- friendly moments, too. And even even, even the, those World Baseball Classic eras, when you had Roger Clemens on USA, and you had Derek Jeter and David Wright on USA playing baseball together. You know, now it's just... It's it's different. And then you, and you had yeah you had A Rod on, on on team on um he was on on team Puerto Rico and you had yeah. like David Ortiz on on team um team team um, Dominican Republic and that that was pretty cool. Um now here's something that we talked about this on our pre show meeting. We need to get brought up here. Um, oh yes, it definitely does. One of the matchups that we talked about in our in our tournament championship has to be addressed. Now, the 98 Yankees versus the, the 2014 Patriots. Am I correct? Yes. Was, that was the Seattle. All right, go ahead. Okay. Um, we had this debate. It was the 98 Yankees versus 2014 Patriots, right? Yes. Right? So, so, correct me if I'm wrong, the 2014 Patriots 
Brady gets suspended for four games. Patriots went three and one. Um, they beat the Colts. Um, they they won in that title game. Um, they were down like uh, ten points to the best defense that year, Seattle, and they won that game. Yeah. That was the Seattle Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. Here's my okay. Um. You're gonna argue on the on the half of the Patriots. I'm gonna argue half of the Yankees. That 98 Yankees team, say what you will. Like, I'm not even going to compare the numbers, because if you're going to compare the numbers, then the Yankees did lose did lose a playoff game in 98. They didn't go undefeated. But the only undefeated they did was they swept the, um, the Padres in 98. But just that Yankees team, man, that Yankees team was just really, really good, man. Like, that team was just unbelievably good. They, they were the best team in all of baseball. They were dominant from start to finish. They were really good. They, they they didn't have like the best of players, but they still had Cheater. They had Mo. They had Bernie. They had Dave Justice and Ruben Sierra and Brocious and Tino. And they had the squad, man. That's I think that squad was more dominant than the Patriots squad. Are you your Are you why do you think the 2014 Patriots were more dominant that year than the Yankees were in their year? Alright, so obviously right the Yankees were one fourteen and forty eight. We 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 throw that away. We literally throw that away. Um my main point main point the Yankees did have a playoff loss. They did lose a playoff game. Um and the Patriots obviously didn't. Because they played a full 19 games. And they lost their star for the first four. And they still managed to start 3-1. and one. If, if you switch that around, if they started 1-3, would they maybe have won the division? Maybe. But. Would they have got gotten a good seed to 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 get into that playoff spot? Maybe not. And then the way Tom Brady played after that, twenty eight touchdowns, literally made a push for MVP. But of course, no 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 one really was gonna give it to him because he missed four games. Um, not, not, not by his fault, technically, but, you know, he, he did miss games. Now, again, the, the team that you face, the Yankees killed the Padres. It was a sweep. They killed them. They murderized them. Alright? Yeah. The Seahawks, they were down by 10, and... Before the 2016 Super Bowl, what Brady did in that fourth quarter, 13 of 15, 100 yards, I believe, plus a touchdown. Fantastic run. Then, before the Super Bowl, when everyone thought that they were cheating, in the second half, they won the second half 28 to nothing. Wasn't even close. That's why, separate issue, that's why I will always say the Flake Gate is non-issue. 
You won that second half of regulation footballs. You won that Super Bowl. Regulation footballs. It doesn't matter how a quarterback throws a football. It doesn't matter how much it weighs. It, it was a big deal because of who the team was. If, if, that had the, if that had been the Jets or the Giants, no one says boo. No one cares. But because people hear Patriots, they got, they got a question. But stick, sticking back with the argument, right? Obviously, if you're a Yankee fan, you're, you're going to stick with the Yankees. If you're a Patriot fan, you're going to stick with the Patriots. But this is what makes me, me unique. Because I am both. I am both Yankees and both Patriots. Now, did I did I vote for the Patriots in the poll? Yes. I guess the main reason would be because I know Yankee Twitter would show out. So I can't have the Patriots, you know, get, getting under 10%. I, I can't do it. So I didn't think they would win. But sometimes it just can't be... Oh, I I ride or die for my team no matter what. Sometimes you really got to look at it all. And just just for, right, both teams had very good coaches. So that's, that's tied. But if you look at the Patriots' really biggest overall player, which is Tom Brady, who would you say would the Yankees' best player be? It could be Moe. It could be Gina. It could have been. It could have been Brocious. It could have been. I got it. You know, but but let's just say Gina, right? Yeah. I I think Brady's more important to the Patriots than Gina was to the Yankees. Now, if you were to tell me Mo, maybe that's where it gets into a different argument. Because I think uh, here's the thing, and. This is where, because, oh, by the way, the Yankees lost two games. They played Cleveland in the LCSA, and they lost. That's even better for my argument. Two postseason losses. That's perfect. Thank you for telling me that. Yeah, yeah, I have to look it up. They lost six. They lost at home, by the way. They lost 4-1 to Cleveland, and they lost six. They were actually down in that series, actually. They were down 2-1 in that series. I just want to, like, about this poll because everyone on this poll is a champion. So even though there has to be a winner, no one one on this poll sucks. So that's that's mostly important. Obviously you're going to stick with Yanks no matter what. I'm going to stick with Pats no matter what. 
It's just, yeah. if it's baseball and football season is very different. Baseball is a grind. Football is just, you got to be hot for a little while. But if you just look at what they came back from just for the Super Bowl purposes, right? To where they, Gronk catches a touchdown, and then in 50 seconds, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks tie that bitch up. And then the Seahawks score, and they score again. And Richard Sherman gets all hypey. And Brady's like, yo, screw that. Now, also, if Yankee fans were to say, okay, but look at the no run. That would be fair. That would be fair. But the run run didn't happen. The rush never happened. Marshawn Lynch never stepped on the field. So, who, who knows? I mean, I will, I will say this. Um, that that decision changed both teams. I mean, think about this for you. You're a diehard Patriots fan. Let's just say Marshawn Lynch does make that run and, the, and they win the Super Bowl, and then the, and then the Patriots don't have a comeback. Against the Falcons, you're you're basically that Super Bowl changed everything for the Patriots because they be, they went on to become the model franchise. That 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 doesn't happen. You're, you 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 maybe only have maybe one or two more Super Bowls. You don't have six. That was major. Who knows if you would have like if, if the comeback would have happened if you didn't have. And and so, and we can say the know? same thing. Say Wes Walker catches that ball. Eli Manning never yeah. wins the first Super Bowl, right? Yeah. So both both things happen to where maybe that's how karma works, right? Because yeah. Brady lost the first two because before that he was three and zero. So Brady loses the first two. He wins Seahawks. He wins Falcons. Technically, everything in the karma universe resets itself. So now Brady's on top. Brady loses Eagles. Maybe if the Patriots don't come back against the Falcons, maybe they beat the Eagles. Right? You never know. That that's how so now because they lose Eagles, Karma's like, okay, we gotta reset ourselves again. And they beat Rams. So collectively, obviously I'd rather it be nine nine and for Brady. You know, but I'm fine with six and three. If the Patriots were to only win one Super Bowl, okay, within these next fifteen years, and and let's just say they won this year, if Cam Newton brings the Patriots and wins, and then they don't win for the next fifteen years, you know what? I saw seven Super Bowls in in about 25 to 26 years of my life. That's okay with me. So, it's just, it's just a matter of perspective, really. Um, 
Um, I will say this. Um, speaking of the Patriots, it leads me into Cam Newton. And Cam Newton was on Cam... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Alright, go ahead. Alright, so Cam Newton was on the round, was on the round table with Odell Beckham Jr., Victor Cruz, and Ezekiel Elliott addressing, uh, addressing what is going on about him signing with the Patriots. He referred to replacing Tom Brady as, quote, the elephant in the room. And he goes on to say that you know who you are coming after. I'm like, yeah, great. We'll be talking about and you and Seth. But one thing you're going to get about Coach McDaniels, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna call some stuff that you ain't gonna call before, able to call now. Taking a little dig at Brady, you're getting a dog. You're getting one of those checked off dogs too. I'm looking at the schedule. I'm like, who was playing? That team passed on me. Okay, that team passed on me. They could have had me. And he said that he also said, hold on, if me and Bounce are gonna mess, we be like preparation. And he also he ended by saying, watching you. And now the feel that vindication is going to be to Belichick. There is no how they're going to work for me. For me, all he wants to do is put him to play 16. I'm happy to see it. What are your thoughts about Cam Newton? So, obviously the two of Brady and Cam Newton are very, very different. Um, one is not the same. So, di- different styles. One is just a pure pocket passer. The other is mobile with a strong arm. So obviously, you are not going to have the same game plan that you would have a break. You can do more stuff, so you can spread it out. Now, also what's obvious, Cam is not going to do a break. This may only be Cam's one year. So, a fair expectation for Cam Newton, I will say, would be 10 wins, winning the division, maybe 11, you know, so, if anyone has, like even me, and I'm pretty sure Bobby would agree, I don't think the Super Bowl is realistic. Now, could it happen? I think everything would have to go right for the Patriots, and everything wrong would have to go for the Chiefs. Um, and yes, just the Chiefs. I'm not counting the Ravens, because Lamar Jackson hasn't even won a playoff game yet. So until that can happen, you can't talk title game. It's, it's impossible. So, it's just different, like... If Brady, if Brady doesn't read his projections quickly, he has to throw the ball or duck or maybe run a little bit. If Cam doesn't do that, he can roll out and look to the right, look to the left. He could run a little bit. Maybe, maybe he gains four yards before he slides. Maybe he gains an extra first, you know, and gets the clock down a little more. So it's just, it's just extremely different. Um. So. And, you know, you got to get players to take pay cut. Hopefully, with getting the extra money, maybe now we don't need to trade Joe Tooney. And that's huge. That is big time if we can keep Joe. And if maybe Hightower, you know, moves his money back to where, 
to where him and Gilmore will still get their money, but they'll just save them for the cap this year. And, may, and maybe they can also get David Njuko. You know, that Brown tight end that Bobby's really happy about. And he seems pretty impressive too. So, you know, that's, that's just how it has to go. It has to flow. It has to go right. And, you know, the division I, I think is pretty pretty possible. You know, I, I don't think Bill's fans should see it as, okay, it's definitely not going to be Cam Newton, I also would say, is very much better than Josh Allen, too. Does Josh Allen have a lot of promise? Absolutely. But, um, that's all that is until it comes to fruition. Well, it don't matter because at the end of the day... Put Patrick Mahomes in the treaty! <laughs> See, I didn't say a word. I didn't say anything. Because I read your mind, I know what you're going to say. If you want to say it, you can say it. You love Patrick Mahomes. You're obsessed with the God. You're obsessed with the Chiefs. Oh my God, they signed Chris Jones today. They got their core locked up for the next four or five years. <laughs> I, I actually didn't see that, but so good for them. Just because you, you, you didn't see that really? Nah, yeah, yeah he got over like fifty million dollars, man. Oh, good for him. And and Miles Garrett got locked up too. Ah. Alright. Uh oh, anything for Miles Garrett. But you know who's really pissed off? Dak Prescott. He's not gonna get anything done. What the Cowboys are doing with Dak Prescott is saying, listen. We own you. You are so pathetic. We can spit in your face. We 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 can video us with your mom. We can steal your money. And you are so desperate for friendship that you will stay being our friend. You will stay coming to our house. You will stay giving rides to school. They're basically saying, you wanted your money, who we pay first? We pay Z. You wanted your money, who we pay first, Amari. You wanted your money, who we draft, and then we pay him too. So, they want to pay everybody else but that. It's clearly saying, we don't think you're as talented as you think you are. So, go suck an egg. But, because we know you're pathetic, we know you're going to stick around, and there's nothing you can really do about it. It's, it's like that scene in Matilda. I'm big, you're small. I'm right, you're wrong. And there's nothing you can do about it. So, until that puts on his big boy clothes, he's a little girl, alright? He a little girl. That's what he is, I'm sorry. Deal with it. Final baby, 
My man LeBron James got boosted to the 15C Lakers by 83%. How you like that? And the Dolphins and Jets ended with a tie, but my prediction stood true. And the Dolphins beat the Jets. Um, the 98 Yankees, of course, you know, did beat the 2014 by 82%. And Jack Nicholas beat David Beckham with 71%. So, but we have our first big seed down. Down goes LeBron. So, for tomorrow's poll, three seeds against the 14. So, our three seeds are the hockey man Messier, Pele, Serena Williams, and Muhammad Ali against Mia Hamm, 2009 Alabama, Miss Sabrina Unescu, and the 1927 New York Yankees. So, what I'm going to put and I think you'll agree with me. I'm doing Ali against the 1927 Yankees. Yes, I'm that perfect. The greatest boxer versus arguably the greatest Yankee championship team of all time. Then I'm doing. Hmm, the rest of these are tough, but woman against woman. Serena Williams against Mia Hamm. I respect that. Like, the pioneer of women's soccer versus arguably the greatest female tennis player of soccer. That's right. Then I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Tough, tough draw for either. But I'm going to go Pele. Huh, huh? Pele? Huh, huh? Ronaldo? Huh, huh, huh? Pele against the 2009 Alabama Crimson Tide. Ooh, that, that, was, that, that was the best Alabama team that Nick Saban coach. Yep. Then that will leave Sabrina Unescu against Mark Messier. And I did that for a reason, because it's two New York people. Well, obviously Sabrina's going to be the next star, and the Liberty are going to be in great hands. Now, the question is, the question is, you love Sabrina Unescu, but you're also a big hockey guy. Who are you voting for? question is, can, and we know they're pretty powerful, but can 
on Yankees Twitter. Pull off the win against Muhammad Ali. And see, this is purposely why. This is purposely why I put, alright, the 1927 Yankees as a 14 seed. So you're going to see some te- people who should not be a low seed, a low seed for reasons like this. Because imagine if it was the 1927 Yankees against, let's see, against, uh, let's even say, uh, uh, I don't know, let's, let's say, Yamaguchi. We know who's going to win that. Right? Yeah, we do. But, when you have the greatness of Muhammad Ali going against the 1927 Yankees, you're going to have a lot of other people vote for Ali. So, you know what? With that one, I'm going to give that poll an extra five minutes more than any other poll. Because because I think that's really, really interesting. And that poll, I'll also hype up more. And I'm even going to add Max Kellerman, because he's the boxing guy. That's where his opinion is very made. And I'm sure he'd pick Ali. But he's also a Yankee fan. And that 1927 team, man... Garrigan, Ruth, and everybody else. That was a fantastic team. Last, um, oh yeah, last quick thing. Um, Rangers Islanders will play each other in the exhibition match. Is it on TV? It's not on TV, no. So sorry about that. Why is Yes the only people that are putting inter-squads on TV, man? I would watch, I would watch Rangers Islanders inter-squad. So if I would watch that, me, you know, a non-hockey watch. fan, any uh, any other one else would watch that. Man, what's wrong with people? And uh, also, Saturday, August 1st, for people like myself, while y'all can be watching Yankee baseball, I will be watching hockey. At Saturday, August 1st, you will have, at 12 o'clock, the New York Rangers against the Carolina Hurricanes. At three, you will have the Chicago Blackhawks and Patrick Kane against the Edmonton Oilers and the great Connor McDavid. At four, the Florida Panthers with Huberdo and Barkoff and Brabowski against the New York Islanders. At 8 p.m., you have the the Montreal Canadiens against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And at 10 p.m., the Winnipeg Jets against the Calgary Flames. I'm sorry, I don't care what you guys, you can call me a fake fan, I am watching hockey all day. You know what? You don't like it, blow me. No one, no one should be mad at you because it's playoffs. And even though it's 60 games, it's still 60 games, and it's the first week of baseball. So you know what, August 1st, maybe we get together and we watch all those games together. We watch the Rangers. If Julian wants to come too, we watch the Islanders, and we make it a whole day. We get some wings, we get some drinks, and we watch some hockey. Because, because even if it's even if it's 
Yankees Rays or Yankees Orioles. It's playoff hockey. And months back, no, no, like six, seven weeks back, I said I'll watch every postseason hockey game. And you know what? I'm going to try to honor that commitment. Now, will I skip a Yankee game over every hockey game? Probably not. But oh, I will. Oh, I will. I'm well, you're different. You're, you're a true hockey fan, okay? But for a guy like me, no matter who the Yankees are playing August 1st, you know what? I'm in. You hockey nerds won me over that day. And I will watch, or I'll try to watch. I'll... You know what? Just hold me to the Rangers and Rangers and Islander game. Just hold me to that. That's fine. I'm not sure if I can watch a whole day of hockey thing, but just hold me to the Rangers and Islanders. Listen, I, I am not going to, I will hold you to that. Like, for me, I can watch, I can watch any hockey game, it doesn't even have to be Rangers Islanders. I can be entertained watching um, Canadian Penguins, and I can, and I will be so happy. Because, I'm sorry, and I know Ashley and all the other Yankees, listen, I know, I love y'all, y'all great, and I'm sorry. If Yankees Twitter wants to say, oh, well, you're not a real Yankee, a real Yankee fan watching, that's pretty game, a real Yankee fan. Like, but man, James! You waited eight months to see Yankee baseball. If the Yankees were on, and if it was the Canadians versus the, versus the Bruins, why wouldn't you watch the Yankees? Are the Yankees in the playoffs? But what you mean? It's Yankee baseball. Why, why should it matter if it's the playoffs or not? Playoff, playoff season over regular baseball. Bite me. But it's the Yankees, James. It's... What what if Garrett Cole's a pitching, and what if Aaron Judge is in the lineup hitting homers? Garrett Cole and Aaron Judge can hit. Like Garrett Cole can hit a no hitter, and Aaron Judge can hit three home runs. I'm still watching playoff hockey. So so if if Garrett Cole has nine has eight innings and fifteen strikeouts, and it's and it's. The Canadians against the Bruins. You mean to tell me you won't switch over to the last inning to see Gary Cole pitch? Nope. Nope. How can you call yourself a baseball fan? Kiss my grits. Whoa! That's what I'll tell you on Twitter. No, that's what I'll tell them. Kiss my grits. If you... If you're so, if, you're, if you want to act all holier than thou, and you want to be all like, oh, boy, Yankee, that's all me. Man, listen, you miss me with that. I'm sorry. Hockey comes first. And even, even upset Dodger fan Jesse, who doesn't even, and, and, and I, and I got to go on rant on here before we end this, because, all right, for those who don't know Jesse, he, 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 he's upset Dodger fan. Um, he has his own podcast, let me just say. Good guy, good guy. I, I I don't I don't hate him personally. I have nothing against him. He, he's a good guy. So, you know, be cool, be cool. So now, where would the rent come in? Can, 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 I'm trying to get to the rent. Well, get to the point a little faster here. You don't you don't rush me, you clown. <laughs> when you when he says hockey's not a real sport, whoa. I'm not he pulled a Max Kellerman. He pulled a Max Kellerman. 
That got me tight. That got me tight. Listen, I understand you are a big time Los Angeles Dodgers fan. You love the Dodgers. I'm sorry. Hockey is life. And I and I know he does it to be a troll. And I know he does it because he because he loves getting on people's nerves. Is that just stick? I'm sorry. Hockey. Hockey, hockey will be important to me over baseball, and that's just a fact. I'm sorry. Not to say I discredit baseball, because I think baseball's cool, but you do not get to disrespect a point that sport that you don't like because you don't watch hockey. That is being ignorant. That is being a Max Kellerman. I'm sorry. Hockey is just as important a sport as all the four other sports. I'm not saying it's better than baseball. Acknowledge, don't you dare say that hockey isn't a sport. It's a sport. It's a hard ass sport. I would like to see you figure skate. But you know, you chill out in LA. Because, you know, you in LA, you in the sunshine state. You in Cali, man. You LA, Rodeo Drive. Which, by the way, things are shut down, by the way, because happy people don't want to wear masks. That's not here nor there. So, you know, you you out in LA, hitting baseballs. Meanwhile, hockey getting back together. And by the way, they're the first sport to have a deal in place. So, um, yeah. Oh, and by the way, their CBA got extended, unlike baseball. Uh, I got a yeah. question for you. I got a question. Even though this will never happen, let's just say the Magic Fairy wave, waves a wand and this happens. Yankees-Dodgers. Game 3 of the World Series, tied 1-1. And it's... The Boston Bruins against the St. Louis Blues Stanley Cup Game 1. What are you watching? What did you say? So you said... So you did... So Yankees-Dodgers Game 3 of the World Series 1-1. One, one. Okay. St. Louis Blues, Boston Bruins Game 1 in the Stanley Cup. Same time. What are you watching? Well, that's different. I'm a Yankee fan. That's not fair. I'm a Yankee fan. So obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to see how much you love hockey. You said you'd watch any playoff hockey. So I'm just because because I I, I I like to try to hold people by by their words. You know what? You know what? Since 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 I said what I said, I can't take my word back. I do love the Yankees. I will watch. I will watch the Blues and the Bruins because I gotta be a capital. Now, what if, what if no one was gonna hold you to your words? What would you pick? Uh, I, still, I still would pick hockey. It's hockey. I'm sorry. I, I you, watch, you really love hockey I, that much over baseball? Hockey is my favorite sport. I mean, baseball. I'm gonna be honest. I, I, I'm a Yankee fan, a little bit of more of like an MLB fan, but baseball is kind of like my third favorite sport after like football. Whoa! Really? It's hockey, football, and baseball, to be honest. Like basketball is like my least favorite sport because I think probably because the Knicks Really? Basketball, like, I used to love basketball, and 
not see this. Julian tweeted, DeGrom has left the Mets in squad matchup after one inning with back tightness. Watch a World Series game over your little skatey skate hockey. Um, I know I'm probably trying not to curse, but this shit—that's my answer. But so James, like, don't you know that hockey, hockey is 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 like a girly girl sport? I mean, they use skates and everything. You know, they wear they wear a lot of equipment because they can't even handle a little black puck that goes into a net. Come on, it's 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 hockey, man. That's not a real sport. Even Max Kellerman said it. You're idiots. Go screw yourselves. <laughs> nah, but like it's just hockey in my love, and I'm gonna be completely honest. Like, if as much as I love the Yankees, I'll be I'll be more focused on watching a Stanley Cup final over the baseball. Now, obviously, depending on like what time it plays, because. Well, you 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 would probably have the back end the back end of 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 the CS against the Cup. Series games have always been at, at 8 o'clock on Fox. Well, then if that's then the Stanley Cup will be at 7. I'm probably, what I'll probably do is I'll probably have like two TVs. And I do have two TVs. I have to set up in my house where, like, I, I, I took it from the Rick DPHO style. I have the big TV and the small TV. The big TV is probably going to be the Stanley Cup Finals. And the small TV is going to be Oh, I'm Snob James. I have two TVs. Ha ha ha. No one cares, you braggy bastard, you snob. I scratch my manly chest with my $100 bills. I eat my mac and cheese in a gold bowl. I am Mr. Celestin. And I wipe my butt with 50s. And I have an indoor pool. Hey, I'm James. I got an indoor pool. Ha ha ha. Players, so if they opt out, they like to receive their full salary. 
I know you've been against it. If you don't play, you don't get paid. What do you think about the NFL saying that if you, basically if you don't play, you still get paid? I hate that, man. It's 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 unusual circumstances, but you still gotta earn your paycheck, man. If 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 you're healthy and you can play, you gotta earn that check. That's it. It's morally right. I I I agree, and obviously, obviously, last thing last thing I'll say is. Last thing I'll say, and I said this yesterday, um, the uh, the Islanders and signed their Russian goaltender, Song Song Ilya Sorkin, to a two-year deal. Unfortunately, due to NHL rules, he can't play immediately because he's coming over from Russia because NFL, NHL NHL guidelines. But he is touted as the next big thing in hockey as one of the premier goalies. On the Rangers have their own Russian goaltender in in Shosturkin. so you're gonna see a matchup between um, Sorokin and Shosturkin for the next ten years. Buckle down, kids. There's there's gonna be great goaltending matchups, and obviously Vegas Vegas has has updated. Um, the Bruins are still the favorites to win the Stanley Cup. So the 2019-2020 Stanley Cup, Boston Bruins. Like, and that is that. So we have a guest tomorrow. Probably. Probably too. But um, but we'll be back again tomorrow. Yeah, and we do. Yeah. We do have a guest tomorrow. Oh, we, we have a guest tomorrow. tomorrow. We we. Have, we have a guest Thursday. We have a guest Friday. 18th is um, is up in the air. 19th we have off. Then we have a guest the 20th through the 24th. And then we have a guest the 26th through the 29th. Guys, we are guest galore. And I will say this, though. I can't wait for a certain guest to come back soon. Oh, who would that guest be? Would it, would it be Wifey for Lifey? We're not spoiling for the people. The people Guys, listen, guys, guys. I'm not, I'm not gonna say the name, but I, I, obviously, if you heard the pod, you'll know who I'm talking about. But boy, James is in love, man. Not, not only does he blush, not only does he blush. But, like, he's doing the schoolgirl thing, man. He riding Mrs. James Anderson. James Anderson. I love you. Will you be my girlfriend? Check yes or check no. And he, he, he won't even leave a maybe box. And, you know, he, he carries a little lunchbox. He, he, wait, he waits for her by the bus stop. It's 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 really adorable, you know, and and it's nice to see my buddy in love and happy, and who knows, maybe one day, maybe one day she will be wifey, and I'll be able to say it was because she came on the podcast, and he came on thirty minutes late, I might add, but I did. The magic worked, and and I'm telling you guys, listen, right. 
because he came on an hour late, we actually recorded a full hour and 20 minutes past that. And when you when you hear the girl talk, she she didn't get annoyed. Now both kept it very professional, but I'm pretty sure that if 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 we were live recording in the same room, you both would have saw the blushing, and then I probably would have I I probably would have had to have like a ten minute timeout and leave the room, you know. But uh, I'm telling you, this boy is happy. And the last time I seen him this happy was maybe around season two when a certain girl. You know he was talking to at that time, but but that just that that's just what I have to compare it to right now. So that's why I brought it up. All I can say, all I can say is that was a girl, and we all make mistakes. <laughs> but 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 the point is, the girl James likes now. She a smoke show. She is pretty. She is pretty. She is also of the same race, so you won't hear. James, why you only think white girl, James? Is it a black girl good enough for you? You know, and, and, James, and James will be able to say, power to my sisters, let's go. And, and then I'll be like, let's get it on. Let's get it on. And then you hear, then you hear, I can make it bedrock. And then, you know, not... You know, but you never know what could happen in love, man. Sometimes, you just gotta put yourself out there, and let the magic happen. But am I wrong with what anything I said, though? You are absolutely not wrong. <laughs> you are a thousand percent right, and I'm not, and I'm not even arguing. Like I will say this, guys. I I love as much as I love arguing with Nick on the show. This is the one thing that he is absolutely correct on, and and I'm not gonna argue on that. But we're back again tomorrow. And what did I even tell you after she hung up? I even said it then. I even said it then, and that was literally two minutes after she got off the phone. I knew it. I knew. I knew you like that girl. And, and I bet you're still blushing. I, I bet you're blushing right now. Alright guys, it's, it's, it's been over a buck and a half, you know. Hope, hope all y'all hear this, and and if any ladies hear this, you're probably saying, Aww. And then James will probably get some DMs. Who's this girl? Who's this girl? How can I help you? How can I help you? You know, and, and, and James will be just be like, Yo, Nick, see what you did to me, bro? See what you did to me, bro? And then I'll be like, Oh, well, it is what it is, kid. Well, we'll be back in tomorrow. We gotta get the shower. See you guys. <laughs> Whoop.